right. Well, welcome to the Dr. Toppers uh, podcast. Uh, today we're talking with Max West, uh, the new pro bikini champion of the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's your, that's your official title? Uh, the official title is Miss WBFF Bikini World. Very nice. Very nice. And you got that one added to your tattoo list. Is is that right? Yeah. I, oh, wait. Actually, I don't know if I can show you. Can you guys see it? <laughs> Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I have it posted on my Instagram or I can send a picture. Yeah, I got it tattooed. I want to make kind of like a band shirt. You know how the bands go on tour and then they have all the dates like that. So I'm going to do my shows. <laughs> oh, no, that's a great idea. You should 100% do that. Yeah. You're going to do that through the True Blood uh, line? The Pure Blood line? Um, what about it? Do a you gonna, oh. Is, is that, is that going to be one of your shirts you get to do through that? We should. We should do a band shirt. That's a good idea. No, I was joking about doing it with my competitions, but I should do it for Pure Blood too, for sure. Yeah, no, that'd be fun. That's a good idea. All right. So uh, just recently, because you were up hanging out with me for a couple of days ago, and then you mm -hmm. went and did another podcast that we were we touched yeah. on. So what's the podcast and kind of walk through the, the insanity of that one? Well, I was on the Drinking Bros podcast. Um which my friend Tommy Vex connected me with them. And I hadn't really listened to the podcast before. I know these guys do a lot of different things, like they do sports stuff and, you know, a lot of serious subjects and then a lot of humor, but I hadn't actually listened to it. So I went on the podcast and, you know, first they're asking about my crown and my competition. So I put my crown on because I had it with me. And then very fast, it just spiraled into just complete madness. <laughs> And I, when I walked into the studio, I told them, hey, guys, just so you know, I have no secrets. I have nothing to hide. No filters. Let's go. You know, I was like, I got to explain what I asked for. <sighs> I don't know when it's coming out, but yeah, it was. It well, you was have to tell us. I'll toss it on Instagram because I want to see it. I can't wait to see this one. So Sorry? I said, I can't wait to see this one when it comes out on the, uh, you have to tell us. Yeah, absolutely. I will. Well, I don't know. They're going to send me all the promos when it's done and I will be promoting for sure. But it was, you know, I'm here's the thing. I, I love to, you know, do serious things and talk about serious subjects and, you know, help people with their health and everything. But I believe that you need to be able to make people laugh. And that's what I'm all about. I want to help people. I want to say something serious and then I want to make them laugh. And if I do that, then I, you know, mission the, accomplished <laughs> then you win that's right you touch touch yeah. them on all the points the educational mm -hmm. the you know emotional for making them laugh no that's fantastic yeah so i think people need to not take themselves so seriously all the time that is that is a hundred percent a thing you know all the stress that you know i work with with people on that's probably the mm -hmm. number one thing that we end up seeing is that you know they're taking themselves way too seriously and it's just mm -hmm. ends up being you know that's where the stress comes from yeah definitely and uh, as I said, I worked a lot on myself and stress and everything. And I know, I've, I'm going to tell you this. I think that I talk about you to somebody every single day, <laughs> actually. Well, well, that's because, you know, it's, well, once you find out that like, oh, there is, there is a way for like the allergy stuff. Once you figure out there mm -hmm. is a way to get rid of allergies, you know, yeah. it really, really helps make everything better. And then, so when, yeah. if you're trying to help people, people get better, like you mm -hmm. do with all your work, it's one of those things that that's obviously something you're going to have to throw at yeah, I think it's incredible. I mean, just to talk a little bit about what you did for me. I did my allergy reset with you. It, I don't remember. It was Google Classic event. I don't can't recall what month that was. Was it April or something? No. Yeah. M m yeah. 
May-ish, somewhere in there? Yeah, it was a while ago and it was before my competition. So I remember we did it all and I was sensitive to, I don't know, 70 different foods or something and a bunch of other stuff. And I just thought that, you know, I just have to stop eating all these things, which is what I had done. And I had gotten a lot better and I was feeling healthy, but I was avoiding everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd never heard of this. I just figure that, you know, you figure out what you can't use and then you just don't use it and then you have a great life. <laughs> but then like you tell me and I said, you know what? I've said to you many times, I said, I don't need to eat this and I don't need to do that. But you have said to me several times, but yeah, but you should be able to. And I was like, yeah, that that is true. I should be able to. And I shouldn't have to avoid everything all the time. So of all the things uh, that we reset last time, I have tried almost everything. The only thing I haven't had is chicken, which because I hate chicken and I probably will never eat it. But <laughs> besides that, I'm eating eggs every day. I'm eating ginger every day. And those were my my really bad ones. Yeah, the, it's 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 a lot of fun. Like the, the ones I feel bad for people. And, oh, yeah, I have a peanut allergy. If I eat it, I die. And I'm like, mm, yeah, and I, can, said, I told you about my family. Yeah, we can make you not it. die. <laughs> like it's yeah, I would I would try that one out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a we have a new uh, a new person for you. Uh, okay. Somebody that gets really sick from meat. Ooh, so from there's a tick. Restroom. There's a tick that actually, if it bites you, you become very like red meat. Now is very nauseous to you. I can't remember the name of the tick. I, someone's going to mention it in the in the description, but like yeah. I can't remember the name of the tick. But if you get bit by this tick, then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, it's real bad for you as far as. Uh, as far as red meat goes, because you, you, it makes you nauseous from that point out. Oh, wow. I yeah, so I'd love to get one of those guys in and see if we can help with yeah. that, because limes you get from ticks, and we take mm-hmm. limes out all the time. So, yeah. you know, I wonder if we could do it with with that other that other tick. That's interesting. But yeah, I can't wait to see this person when they swing in. Oh, actually, so now we're talking about all kinds of stuff. I have a friend who's very allergic to it's some sort of mosquito or fly or something okay can be done to that too you think well so yeah so like we do we do dogs and cats and stuff like that all the time horses Mm -hmm. we've done uh, goats all sorts of stuff so if there's a saliva or there's a there's a thing that's on that Uh fly as long as we can get a sample of that we can desensitize them to it yeah Hmm. we need to catch one then Yes. I can't remember who told me this. There's somebody, somebody I know very well that told me this. And they asked, was like, do you think they can be done? I was like, I'm sure. <laughs> Let me check, you know? Well, the other ones that are kind of difficult are uh, like medications. Um, yeah. So we still run them because like, if I can knock your penicillin allergy down by 50%, mm-hmm. that's, that's going to help you out a lot. So, yeah. you know, we'll still run them when we run all the other stuff, but you know, mm-hmm. that one's the only one that's every once in a while it's 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 iffy and that's because it's a synthetic frequency but you know outside of that yeah. everything else pretty easy yeah oh and remember too that last time i told you about you know my testosterone being low and that i tried to do testosterone replacements but i reacted so badly to it so i have i just haven't done anything and then we checked it right and i did have sensitivity to it Yes. Yeah. So we'll run you to test next time because, and it's, it's one of those things where I don't think that it's the testosterone. I think it's the carrier mm-hmm. oil that's in it. So that's, that's the thing. So we'll, we'll, we should test you against those carrier oils as well, but that's mm-hmm. usually what it is. So the testosterone, again, testosterone is a little bit different because everybody views it as a drug, but it's not, yeah. it's a, it's more of a supplement something your body makes normally, but res- 
deeply yeah. desperately needing. So mm -hmm. that's why I think that it's the carrier oil and not the actual chemical because that should theoretically work. But regardless, you're off to it. So we'll have to reset it. Yeah. Well, I said, I will be back frequently. I'm sure. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, Dallas is I... easy to get to. So, you know, we're kind of yeah. in the middle. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I will, I will definitely come back. There's, I had a great time there. Yeah. That was a good time. Do you have any more shows out here? That uh, are they are they planning any other shows? You come out here and MC um, or no? So yeah, I was at the WBFF and amateur show over there, and I was the MC, which was super fun. It was the first time I did that. Uh, the commentator during the show, and I'm sure I'll be doing more. As far as in Dallas, I think there's, I think there's just one show a year, maybe two. Uh, I'm not hundred percent sure, actually. That was right. the first time I was at that show though. So, okay. So I do want to go into that one because, uh, we, you and I both talk a lot about mindset and, you know, mm -hmm. the way our mind works and how you, how you can, you know, better yourself with your know, mind work and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. walk down the path that, that you, the vision path that you took getting you not only on stage, but to this public speaking, the whole thing, because this is a really big thing. I want people to understand when they're trying mm -hmm. to redirect their life. So tell them this story. Mm -hmm. um, well, so I'm going to say when I was younger, I've always been a very quiet person, believe it or not. I was very quiet, very shy. I didn't really talk much, but I do remember when I was young that typically I, I actually was more okay with talking in front of people than to talk like this. I'm talking to one person, I always get very just shut down. And I don't know why, but this was back in Sweden. And then I remember I came to, to the United States about 12 years ago. And, you know, I, I speak very good English, but it's not my first language. And mm -hmm. I do remember that, but, you know, before I was pretty quiet when I first came here too, even though I'm not shy, but I just wouldn't really talk the way I do today and uh, a few years ago I met my best friend Achilles and I remember that whenever we hung out he just always got me talking a lot and he asked me he's like Max why are you not speaking like this in front of people like all these things that you are telling me this is incredible things and you need to talk about it and I told him you know what I, I don't know why I haven't I said I have never felt comfortable or knowing how I'm supposed to say things like I didn't know how to properly express myself and whenever I hang out with him, he would just get me talking just by his, from his energy. You know, I was just feeling comfortable and just around him. And sometimes he would sneakily record me with his phone while I was talking and he would send it to me. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know you were uh, recording this. And I remember the first time I did it, I was talking for two hours, I think. And he recorded the whole thing. And, and, and then he said, all of this, you told me, you have to say this. And I just said, oh, my God, I've never before known how to express all of this. It just but now it just all came out. Uh, and I, I said, I don't know if it's because English wasn't my first language. I, I didn't know exactly how to say it or if I just hadn't figured out how I wanted to say it. Because there's one thing when you think something in your mind and it all makes sense to you. But then when you say it, it doesn't make sense. If right. you know what I mean. Uh, so either way, after you know, hanging out with him and he's saying this, I started doing a little bit more talking just on my social media and things like that. And uh, not really any public speaking, just talking on my social media. And, I, you know, I realized that I really like this and I really like talking. <laughs> I do. Uh, as long as I have something of meaning to say, I don't want to just ramble. 
Um, yeah. And then in 2020, COVID hit and I, I was, you know, pretty much all by myself during the lockdown and everything. I had just separated with my ex-husband. Uh, so I was living by myself and a friend of mine convinced me basically to do this WBFF competition. Uh, I had tried NPC 11 years ago. I did two shows and, you know, it was fun, but it wasn't really my thing. I felt like this is not where I belong. Uh, so I've always lived the lifestyle, just training and eating this way. Uh, my friend tells me about the WBFF and I had seen all those crazy costumes online, I, I remember, but I didn't really know what it was. And first I just said, no, 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 I don't want to compete. I'm not interested. This is not for me. Uh, she introduced me to my current coach and they together managed to like convince me somehow to try this show. So I said, fine, I'll do it. I'll try a show. Why not? One time. <laughs> so during COVID year, I was on prep the whole year. And I think thanks to that prep, it just got me focused on that. And I actually had one of the best years of my life. I met incredible people. I actually enjoyed being by myself and for the first time ever, I actually had time to do something for myself, yeah. uh, the whole prep and, you know, health. And I started working on myself mentally and tried even like meditation and I'm hyperactive, ADHD, ADD, all the things. So meditation has always been very difficult for me uh, because I get so like this mm -hmm. and I just started working on it and got better and better at it. And today I think I'm just really good at all of this and just putting me in the right mindset and everything. Uh, either way, the show I was supposed to do got canceled because it was COVID. Uh, and I just kept prepping and prepping and prepping and all the shows, you know, get canceled one by one. Uh, they ended up doing a virtual competition. Uh, so I did one competition basically over the phone like this. And I got my pro card, uh, not on the first one, but on the second virtual one. I got a pro card. So by the time it was time to actually compete for real, it was in November and I had already prepped since January. So it was a very mm -hmm. long prep. But thanks to that, I was I think I was ready. And I think if I had done a show after three or four months, which was the original plan, I don't know if I would have won. But now I had 11 months to work on myself, work on my body, everything. And my body, as a, I lose weight very fast. So my prep was, you know, I lose the weight too fast and then I have to start increasing calories and basically not do cardio to not disappear. But I had so much time to work on my mindset. And every mm -hmm. day, I remember in the beginning, I was thinking, I don't know if I'm good enough. I'm not muscular enough. You know, my posing is not good enough. And then just suddenly one day, I just told myself, Max, stop saying this. You're great. You fucking worked hard and you can do this. And then from that day for the last one or two months, every single day I was standing in front of the mirror and I said out loud to myself, I have fucking busted my ass and I'm going to go up there and I'm going to kick ass and I've already won this show. Like, I mm -hmm. told myself that every day in the mirror. And it fucking worked. And I said, I went in on that stage and I, I won the show. And I tell every client I coach, I say this. I said, as ridiculous as it sounds, start talking to yourself and talk loud. Mm -hmm. And it might seem silly at first, but it's if you do this every day, one day you're just going to believe yourself. And then everything just works. Yeah, which we can shift the mindset to, you know, where we want to go instead of where we're afraid of going. It helps mm -hmm. us in, in all sorts of different ways, psychologically. And, you know, it's kind of like prayer because, you know, mm -hmm. once we get, you know, aligned with where we're going to go, it seems mm -hmm. that we get there a lot faster. And the funny thing is, is that people are like, well, that's silly and that's stupid. 
Well, how are you going to get anywhere, have passion for anything you're going to go if you don't wake up every morning and go, I'm going to do this thing. Like that's, yeah. if you don't have that passion, I don't know if you can get things done. So mm-hmm. that's, that's, I tell everybody who's like, you want to get stuff done, tell yourself how you're going to do it and that you're going to get yeah. there. So I you think know. too that when you first start doing this, it seems silly, right? And you're almost like, this is ridiculous. But I think when you have done it and it's worked for you, After that, there's just no doubt when I do it now and I would sit in my car or I would even sit in the kitchen and I would yell things just out and it doesn't seem silly anymore because I know it's going to work. So it it only feels dumb when you don't know yet. Correct. Well, that's that's the faith part, right? It's the I'm Mm going to do this. And the more you believe it, the more it helps drive you to where you need to go. Yeah. I can just see you though. Sorry. Just the picture of you screaming things just randomly, like looking through your car window, watching you do that, that picture popped in my head. And that's quite hilarious. I do so, it every day, every day. Is, because I don't know. Is there a certain you, time you do this? Because like I, this would be something I think would be fun to, to, to watch. Uh, no, I mean, wherever I've just been doing it in the car. Um, because it's like, a, I listen to, instead of, I listen to music still sometimes, but I listen to a lot of like inspirational things. And I've been listening a lot to like Andy Frisella or podcasts or about, you know, like winner mentality and all this stuff. And I realized that my whole life I loved metal music and Mm -hmm. a lot of the metal music is very depressing. Like the lyrics, I still love the music, but I, I don't, I don't associate it with it anymore. Uh, and even the other day, I actually had a company sending me T-shirts. Uh, they asked, you know, can you send a T-shirt? And I was like, yeah, let's do a trade. Like I send you some true blood. And I got the T-shirts and I put take them out of the box. And it says something about like I work out because it kills the, you know, the sad voices in my head. And I was like, I don't even want to put this shirt on. It doesn't feel right because I'm not sad. I'm not depressed anymore. And it just does. It's not the same thing then. See, that's the other thing. I'm really glad you made that decision because here's the thing. If a bunch of these little, you know, I say little, I'm so old now that 25 year olds are little to me. So I'm, that's how old I am. But well, so the thing is that, so you, you get these people in, right. And they start seeing someone that they idolize, someone who's, who's respected in their community, like yourself, wearing a shirt that talks about how she has negative voices in her head. And then all of a sudden these people go, oh, I guess that's normal there. You know, that could lead to them manifesting their own negative thoughts, or at least not yeah. telling them that they need to push themselves in the opposite direction. So, mm-hmm. you know, I get the point that, that, you know, exercise is therapy. And I talk about this all the time, but you know, yeah, it's the other I mean, side of it. Yeah. I've been there in the past, but I'm, I'm not that person anymore. Uh, and, you know, I'll tell you, there's a lot of days. There's a lot of days. I don't want to do the workout when I, when I, it's like, it's time I got to go work out and I don't really want to do it, but I'm always the second half of my day is always so much better after mm-hmm. I work out just from a, the clarity yeah. in my head, just, you know, everything mm-hmm. afterwards. So again, like we all, we all use all of us who work out use it as therapy at some point in form or other. Like everybody yeah. talks about that. That's part of you know, our, our deal, mm-hmm. but yeah. Perpetuating the stereotype that we all have super bad negative things in our head is I'm glad you didn't glad you didn't step into that one. Cause I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of negative function out there, especially in the, in the women that uh, we can uh, put it back away from. Yeah. But it's the same. I, I, these days I put very little energy and focus on things 
that doesn't feel right to me. And I remember, I mean, I guess we've all been there where something small happens or something that makes you angry or sad or whatever it is. And then you keep thinking of it and you think about it and it just makes it worse. And now when I think that, I was like, why would you even put thoughts into it? Because how is it going to make it better? It's not going to make it better. So if something happens now, I'm just like, okay, let's move on. <laughs> you know, It's not even worth my energy. And then suddenly everything gets better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of the whole, go back to the whole, you know, there's two wolves in you, which one, you know, you, you, the mm. one that takes over is the one you feed. So yeah. Yeah. Just like, keeping that why stuff do out. they not teach this? It should teach these things in schools. Like as a child, I can't remember anyone ever talking about anything like this. So it's funny because uh, I have this crazy thought that we should uh -huh. quit teaching kids geometry and, you know, high level calculus and stuff like that trigonometry and we should teach them emotional quantum things like hey yeah you have to deal with your own mind and you're going to deal with other human beings who have emotions and minds as well why don't we have some conversation on how to deal with that like that i think is a lot more important than, than trig is now i you know I'm, math people out there are losing their minds but that's always been a thing that i've always thought you know hey i don't have to do i don't have to you know find the hypotenuse of a square or a triangle or everything very often but I do have to deal with other human beings every day. So if we're trying to prepare our kids, this is definitely a road we should walk down. I mean, so we do it with our kids now. Um, but yeah, it is, it is something that we should be teaching in schools how to deal with your own mind. Yeah. But it's the same, the like spirituality and, you know, energy and stuff like that. Because I, I said before, I come from Sweden and in Sweden, I'm not going to say everybody, but we're not religious. We're not really believers or anything like that. And I was always, you know, I was never an atheist or anything like that, but I was just, you know, I didn't really believe in anything specific. I was always that person who needed proof for everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I said the last couple of years with the, I've met some incredible people that I have in my life and I can tell Achilles, my best friend Achilles, Tommy Vex and Emily Hayden are some of them that are very spiritual people. And I remember when I started hanging out with them, I was not that, but I do remember them talking about it and telling me stories. I found it so interesting that the more I listened to it, the more I started feeling that way too. And now I am very much like that. And now I've even, you know, experienced my own thing. So now I don't even have doubts anymore. And what I remember what I had this one very crazy experience happen to me. And after it happened, I called my mom and I was like, I need to tell my mom, but I don't know how she's going to take this because I said, my family is not like that. And I tell her and she tells me that, oh my God, yes, she thinks like that too. And then I talked to my sister and then my mom says, you've got to call your aunt. She talks to spirits. And I was like, wait, why have we never talked about these things? Why have we never spoken of this? And now I'm like, and now we do because now we're, we're all on the same page. But I was like, how is it that we never talked about it? You know, it, it's funny because like, that's what me and my friends talk about. But we mm -hmm. don't like, and it's always kind of funny how we filter that down to our children. You know what? Because here's here's the problem with the kids. I'll tell you this because I have these conversations with you and all these guys all the time. But mm -hmm. it's what can I sell my ten year old that he can then go back to school tomorrow and and repeat about eighty percent of what I told him. 
that's not going to get him or us or anybody else in, in trouble. So that's, that's the only thing from the, from the parent standpoint, because I yeah. want to talk about all this with my kids really badly, but I also can't trust them to not go say the yeah. wrong thing once they get yeah. to school. Isn't it funny though, how, I mean, now the older we get and the more we dig into this, we're becoming children again, almost Yeah. because children are open to this stuff, but then you start going to school and like you're in the world and all of that gets shut out because it's so it's it's so wrong, right? And then you start thinking that, <laughs> and then in the middle there, you think children are crazy, right? And they're like, oh, they're just children. They're thinking all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but they were, it's right. It's yeah, so no, it's it, <clears throat> yeah. You're we're much more connected to not only to each other, but mm -hmm. to all those weird. Because here's the thing: the reason that like, and this is a great example. You know, you guys weren't atheists. You guys, no one in your family talked about it, so you didn't really get mm -hmm. you know, you know, information from those guys. But mm -hmm. you had you you had you had these thoughts beforehand. You saw this stuff beforehand. It was enough beforehand that you're like, this is. I no. know that you guys told you know me what? no, but this is really weird. Sometimes I wonder because I had no proof before and it was like almost and sometimes I ask myself what made me keep going because I had no proof because I was that person who always wanted proof but somehow in some weird way I still kept working for all the things thinking that it's going to work and then eventually did and now when I I just know everything is happening way faster for me but I, I don't know I'm like sometimes like I'm so glad that I kept doing things, even though I had absolutely no reason to or no proof to to do it. I have no clue. So maybe maybe somehow my parents still raised me in a way to be you know, open minded. I don't know. I don't you know, really it, know. Yeah, there there are a lot of people that you know. You just you know even with you know even with the idea that you could fix allergies with frequencies, right? Yeah. So or electromagnetic function. Logically, mm -hmm. I can explain it to some people and they go, all right, well, that kind of makes some sense. But there's people mm -hmm. are like, you just can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Why, why do you say that? Like, I have all these people who've come out and said, yes, I'm better now. But, yeah. you know, because you're told it, it, by somebody else, it doesn't work. You're like, oh, OK. So it's just that that open mind of, all right, I'm going to I'm going to go check it out, you know, yeah. on both both sides of things. Right. Because, mm -hmm. like, you know, when we talk about, you know, the vaccine stuff. And I talk mm -hmm. to medical doctors all the time and they're mm -hmm. like, you know, they don't cause any problems. They don't cause any problems. You know, mm -hmm. I've read the research. There is no research, but they're like, I've read the research. And I'm like, all of these parents have come to uh -huh. you and said that this thing happened. If it was one yeah. or two or three over 10 years, I get it. But when it's hundreds of them, you don't want to just stop and even ask a question. Like, I know I was told that these are okay. However, I keep hearing all these things that these patients are telling us, have we mm -hmm. checked on this stuff? Like, like it's those type of questions that kind of go through everything of regardless of what we've been told, we've been told that, you know, there is no sixth sense. There is no universal constant. There is no God, however you want to call it, you know, but we all feel like, I don't think that's a hundred percent accurate. Like there's something in me. I keep seeing stuff and it's the problem. The people who quit asking the questions are the people who don't find the answers they want to. So you know, mm -hmm. the stuff that you're doing, you know, I think it was hilarious because your parents obviously went through it too, never talked to you about it. So that wasn't your influence. You guys just all saw so many things that your brains just went, no, 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 there's something else. And you guys dug into yeah. it. So I think that's pretty cool that you guys ended up that, doing that. Yeah. So how, how often do you guys talk about that stuff now? I mean, so my first like real spiritual 
F event or whatever it's to call it was actually this year, early this okay. year. Um, I mean, I can say so last year I went to Sweden to visit my family. I hadn't been back for seven years and I meet up. So we're going to have dinner with my mom and my sister and my grandfather. And, uh, I remember my grandmother passed away a few years ago. She was actually, they thought she had dementia, but it might've been some B12 funk or whatever. So either way, she was not, she was not doing well. My grandfather was taking care of her and then she passed away and it was like, finally he could be free, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Like she was, just, she was, she, she didn't remember any of us. It was pretty bad. So he was like getting out there and he, he was also not having health issues, but he was, you know, you could tell before uh, that it was just hard on him. And now I saw him and I was like, oh my God, this man is shining. I swear he had less wrinkles than I do. And he's he's 91 years old. Uh, he just looked incredible. Like his skin was great. He looks great. He's so happy. And I meet him and he was like, oh, you know, it's been so long. And we're sitting there and we're having this great deep conversation about, because he had met a new girlfriend a while back. So we we're talking about relationships and stuff. And then we're eating dinner and suddenly he just collapses. Like, just like that. And I run over and I was like, shit, what do I do? He's not breathing. Okay, I got to do CPR. So I just throw myself down. This is the first time I've done CPR classes a lot of times, but this is the first time I actually do it on a person. I just throw myself down and start doing CPR. And I'm just, my mom is just paralyzed. Like, she doesn't even know what to do. And I was like, oh my God, you know, call the fucking ambulance right now. I said, I'll keep, so I have them on the phone and I keep doing CPR. And the first thing I'm thinking is like, holy shit, he's so old. I'm going to crack his chest right now. I was like, but I didn't, I, I just did it. And they told me afterwards, it wouldn't have mattered if I did or not. Like he, he was gone. And I don't know exactly, I said, my personal opinion in this is that it was the vaccine. There was nothing wrong with him. Uh, they vaccinated older people in Sweden. It was never a mandate by anyone over 75. They went out and said, you know, you should definitely do this so that's what i think i don't know i don't have the autopsy or anything so i don't know but either way so he passed away and uh immediately my mom was just open the window she said open the window she's like open the window now his soul has to fly out i was like okay that's an interesting comment from my mom i'm thinking but yeah okay i like run over and open the window and then, you know, we're sitting there, it's, you know, it was very sad, but I guess we all just kind of like sat on the floor and just talked about it, that we were very happy that he died so happy. He was so happy. Like he was just living the life, like fucking playing in a, in a band. And he was like, do it. He was like activities every day. Like, you know, it was not like he was 90 plus years old. Um, so we said, you know, as sad as it was, we're very happy that it happened that way. And then I'm back home after that. I had just moved in in this uh, fairly new house with, with Tommy. And uh, I never remember my dreams, like ever. I I probably dream, but I don't remember them. When I wake up, it's usually just nothing. So I wake up in the middle of the night because I remember my dream. And my mom was in it. And typically when I dream things, it's never like a place or a person really that exists if that makes sense the few times uh -huh. I do remember my dreams so my mom is there and I remember that I I have to leave her for some reason and I go somewhere and everything feels weird and I call her and I said I don't know something is wrong I need to come back right now that's all I say I wake up I'm in my room 
And I know I'm wide awake, eyes open. I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, I'm in my bedroom. Everything is fine. And then I feel something in the room, kind of like a wind. And then I hear a man's voice very fucking loud say my Swedish birth name, which, first of all, nobody knows in this country, really. And I'm like, and I freak out and I run out and I run to Tommy. I'm like, oh, and then I was like, oh, my God, what was that? And then we start talking about it. And he said, you know, who knows? It could have been something good. It could have been something bad. Like, you don't know. And I was like, it was my grandfather. I know it was my grandfather. And I don't know why. I just knew it was him. And that's when I called my mom and I told this whole story. And we had never talked about anything. And she's like, yeah, I think so, too, she said. And I was like, wow, that was so weird. And I've never had anything like this in my entire life. And I was wide awake. That was not a dream. I know that I was wide awake, sitting up, eyes open. It was very trippy. And after that, that was it. That was the first time ever I've had anything happen. And then I talked to my mom and my sister and aunt and whatnot. And they have a lot of experiences like this. Uh, but I didn't know that because we had never talked about it before. Well, so that's, and that's kind of the whole path, you know, not just the whole energetic spirit, the whole, you know, piece of the piece of the universe. Um, the other thing that, you know, is right down this, this, this alley that we talked about was, you know, earlier was a little bit about, uh, you know, you know, bringing things out of, out of the ether, like concentrating on them so much that, you know, it comes together. So, you know, it's, it kind of goes full circle with, you know, where all these things are, but you know, there's a lot of people who, you know, when we start talking about psychedelic work, um, you know, with all the stuff we're doing for, you know, the PTSD, the addiction and stuff like that, what's always funny to me. And other people have raised this point. Um, a lot of times with DMT, which is ayahuasca, mm -hmm. people will come back and report that they spoke to this, this unhuman looking being, and they got this information that was very profound for them. Mm -hmm. And they taught lots of different people will say this, the people, the way they describe them, they all look the same, but they don't look like humans with the description. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Rogan's talked about this. Jordan Peterson's talked about this. Um, mm -hmm. So the idea that there's more going on than we're either we either understand or are allowed to understand by different governments or whatever the cultural stuff, whatever it is, I think the evidence is there that there's there's something else a little bit larger going on um, mm -hmm. that I think is, is really really fun. You know, some of those things as we start working with uh, some of the psychedelics, you know, psilocybin and, and uh, DMT a little bit more, I think we're going to get more and more research on that type of thing. And I'm not saying that it is proof of anything or anything right now. I just think it's a very interesting um, comment that keeps being made. So, but it is kind of neat how it all ties together. Yeah. Cause I've always, so as I, I don't know why, but my, I'm very sensitive to, to things that makes you feel different. So I don't know if it was, for example, I, I don't really like drinking because I don't feel like myself I've never, I has I haven't tried much like drug wise and stuff in my life, but I just don't, I like when I feel like I'm in full control and that's why this ayahuasca and everything, like I, you know, people talk about it. It's like, I would love to do it, but I don't know how I feel about the whole psychedelic thing. So I, for the past couple of years, I've been trying to like train myself to do certain things without anything like that. So that's, for example, I always had trouble sleeping when I was younger and I can, the best way to describe it is just like, I just shut down my body completely. I almost leave it. That's how mm -hmm. I go to bed. And I can fall asleep in five seconds. So 
I would lay down and I'll do my little manifestation thing. And then I just shut off and my whole body starts to tingle as if I can't feel it anymore. And then I'm asleep like that. And it's so easy. And before I used to not like it because when I was a kid, I always had my, like my legs, you know, when your body parts kind of start to tingle because they're like getting, falling asleep and it would always make me so uncomfortable. So I, whenever that happened, I would start moving like this, but as soon as you start moving, you're waking yourself up. So I think that's why I never could fall asleep then. And now thing actually thanks to a breathwork session I did. Um, his name is Justin Lovato. So we did breathwork and like after you do this whole breathing thing, your body starts to tingle like that and it's uncomfortable. But I remember I'm there in this room and I'm there with Achilles and Emily and this guy, Justin, and it started to tingle. And I just kept telling myself, Max, everything's fine. You're with good people. Everything is okay. And then it just worked. And I said, after that day, whenever that tingle starts, I'm okay with it. And that's, I said, that's how I fall asleep every single day. Very nice. So I'm like trying to still get better at this thing. I can't like leave my body, but I know you can definitely train yourself to do these things. Well, if you decide that you want to try any of the psilocybin or the ketamine or any of that type of stuff, mm -hmm. make sure to tell me because I can I'll walk you through oh, yeah. all of it. It'll be, yeah. It will definitely be with you. If I'm well, the, uh, the, the ketamine thing is going to be fun. So we start seeing patients next week. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, my whole team, I've told everybody that, you know, one of the perks or, you know, however we're going to call it, um, all my team members have to go through ketamine. Any patient touching person has to go through it from our corporate team uh, because I don't want any, I want everybody to be able to say, hey, this was my personal experience when mm -hmm. I did it. And mm -hmm. it's one of those things where this is one of those few treatments that you can say, everybody has to do this because everybody needs it. Because when yeah. I, like when I did it, uh, my heart rate, so... We go back years and years ago, I was in a car wreck um, and I got, apparently I got PTSD from it, not from the actual impact, but from what one of the firemen said to me as at the, during, afterward the car wreck. So yeah. my heart rate had been in the nineties for 20 years. And so that was just, my resting heart rate was in the nineties, no matter how much exercise I did, that's just where it was. Um, very and, high, right? Oh, that's real hot. That's yeah. That's way high. too high. Yeah. That's, Mine's 45, I think. Yeah. Tachycardic is anything over 99. And I'm sitting there 93, 95 all the time. So, and then after COVID, cause I, I got COVID, everyone's like, you can't get COVID more than once. I got it three or four times because I was, but I'm, I'm pulling people out of hospitals, like, you know, to, to, to fix them and, you know, cause we, wait, you who can, says you can only get COVID once. What kind of bullshit is that? That's, that's, that's some more of the whole, you know, it, you know, the whole immunity thing to it. So it's, it's like, you know, it's like getting flu more times, like, a bunch of times. I feel so, like a lot of people have been getting it a lot of times. That was, that's always what I've seen. I know people say yeah. you can't, but that's not, that's not what I see. That's not what we've been saying. But so I got it several times and it messed up my heart. So for the last mm -hmm. two, three years, when I would lay down, I could feel my heart beating way harder than it's supposed to. And I've, I did all the echoes. I did all the stuff and nobody could figure it out. Well, mm -hmm. so I go in to test the ketamine because I wasn't going to tell somebody to do something I wasn't willing to do myself. So I did the ketamine that it was supposed to be one time just to see how it went. So made me sick. I, I, like, I don't understand why people do this for fun as a drug, not my choice in any way for fun as a drug. But mm -hmm. um, afterwards, like I laid down, I'm all, I feel terrible. I go to lay down. And that was the first time I lay down in years where I couldn't feel my heart beating too hard anymore. And I was like, well, that's fun. And I wake up the next morning, my heart rate's in the seventies. So oh, wow. what, what we're finding that this stuff does, and this is, you know, 
kind of where I, my brain neurologically is focused on, on trauma is that trauma neurologically turns the sympathetic nervous system up. And so you start getting jittery, your heart starts racing, you start having ADD style stuff and you just kind of, you're, you're buzzing, you're always, if it gets too high. Well, what this, what the psychedelics and the ketamine are basically doing is turning that dial back down. And so like, I didn't, like I said, it felt sick afterwards, but the next day it was, you know, if you take your heart rate from the nineties to the seventies, there's not a whole lot of research that doesn't say that that's going to radically increase the quality of life and the number of years you have. So if I can do ketamine quarterly or whatever, whatever it has to be like once a month, whatever it ends up being to keep my heart rate in the seventies and keep that, that stuff down. It's like a session, right? You do like a session with, with that. How long, how long does it go on? Well, so they're like 45 to 90 minutes, depending on what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I prefer IV just because the way the medicine's delivered and the way that everything works is IV, in my opinion, is much, much better for ketamine oral would be mm-hmm. fine for like, Hey, I need to, I need to do a touch up like, you know, every, yeah. like once a quarter or something like that. But so that's how long they stay the last we're partnering them with psychotherapy so that you have somebody to kind of walk you through this, like a guide for the journey to kind of mm-hmm. walk you through, you know, here, here's some questions I want you to remember while you're going yeah. through it. And then afterwards journal these things, make a video of these things. And then you go talk to the psychotherapist the next day. And you're like, here's what happened. Here's what I think it is. And so you guys can work through this in a much more positive manner. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's the the research on that is actually showing better functionality overall. So mm-hmm. like the, the, the PTSD really gets a major hit from the, the ketamine, but the, the psychotherapy helps you put together the pieces of what happened. And so yeah. that's been, that's been really fun. And you'll have to, you guys will have to come down and run through that. Cause I think that you'll, cause everybody has trauma somewhere in their life. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think it'd be, I think you guys would enjoy the, uh, the release. I'm very curious. Yeah. Well, I said that I remember the first, the reason why I said, we've gotten to know each other a lot, like pretty fast. And I, said, I remember the first time I met you and it was just, I'm all about energy now. And I met you and there was just, there's just good energy about you. And thanks to that, I'm like, I trusted you with the whole RV reset the first time. Because the first time when I heard it, I was like, what the hell is this? Is this even possible? And I'm like, hey, let's just do it. Let's just do it. (laughs) I'm glad you did. Because it's funny, because like, you know, a lot of the patients I have here have gotten used to, because we'll like, we'll walk them through really weird stuff with muscle testing and different things like that. Mm -hmm. And then it works. And so they're like, hey, you know what, whatever weird stuff you got going on, that's fine. Let's, I'm willing to try it. So, you yeah. know, that's, that's been beneficial, I, but it's, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. It's just kind of difficult when you, when you, when you tell somebody outside the group, right? Like yeah. you're, you're very open-minded. You're very, like you said, you could, you could, the energy helped you trust that, you know, mm-hmm. and that's really, and then there's, you know, two or three people who are there who are like, yeah, you should, you know, you should trust me as the doc for our group or something like that. So, you know, but telling other people and it, so that's hard for me because I hear all these people who have all these horrible allergies and stuff like that. And I just feel so bad for him. I'm like, it's so easy to fix. Like, I, I wish you guys had the tech. I wish people said, I told my family about it because I want my family to talk to you. And I was, you know, I was a little skeptical. I was like, I don't know how they're going to take this when I explain it to them. But I, I explained it and they were all just like, hey, let's fucking go. Let's do it. <laughs> and then both my mom and sister said, you know what? First of all, you gotta you gotta trust and you gotta believe and they're like the, like they've tried everything they've tried everything normal stuff and yeah. it doesn't work so they were just like you know what 
let's go. I was like, oh, wow, that was easy. <laughs> well, you know, getting them to come hang out with, with you would probably isn't a hard, hard ask to begin with. Sorry? I said asking them to come hang out with you, come come to the U.S. and hang out with you for a little bit probably oh, isn't a hard no, ask. I, was, I don't know if we should say it. Well, my sister could. My mom can't travel. Oh, all right. Well, we can... I'm. I am sure there's a good reason for us to go to Switzerland and hang out with them. So that would be Sweden. 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 Sorry, Sweden. <laughs> oh God, that so so, so this is this is this is the sad thing. So like, I am the typical American who has a vague grasp of where things are in Europe. Like, I know where Italy is, and I know where Lebanon is because I have to. Mm -hmm. um, but it's funny because like when I talk to my wife about like that area, and she's always mm -hmm. like, "How do you not know where everything is?" And I'm like that every American thinks Sweden and Switzerland is the same. I yeah, and that's every that's time. that's on us. My bad, but yeah, I don't know why. I don't it's funny. It's not because I the here's the thing, I know I should know that stuff and I don't, but I uh the, it's like I can't spell at all and I don't care about that. But I can't I don't know where things are in the world and I do care about that. So yeah. I should probably spend a minute and figure that out. I also know in Sweden, for example. I know that I or I know I don't know I've never been to school in this country and I think that over here they teach you a lot about over here right while in Europe for example they teach us about everything they teach us just as much about here as they do of there like we're just we have a freaking you have to pass a test knowing all the 50 states in the United States even though it makes no difference for us in Sweden we still got to know it wow mm-hmm yeah, we don't we don't have to know. We don't have to know very much about over there. Like it was funny because our kids didn't want to learn all the state capitals. Um, yeah. And it was funny because they were like, this is my, my son comes to me and goes, this is pointless. He's like, I'm never going to need to know this. And if I need to know it, I can just look it up. And I was like, I mean, that is true in a way, I guess. But, but I, it was so hard for me because I was like, I 100% agree with you, but for some reason, because I'm dad, I have to tell you that you got to learn the, the capitals. So that mm -hmm. was that was another fun dad moment. But yeah, uh, yeah. So that but that's the thing. Like so, I guess I guess even today, I don't I don't put the, the, that much pressure into it. So mm. I don't know. That's that's not good. You know what? Me. I think we should do, we should do regular podcasts. I think it would be fun. I have so many things we can talk about. Yeah, because well, you can help teach me where you know all the important things in the world are. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why that was no damn funny later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I will not put it. Uh, the um so you're going you're gonna hang out at MJ BizCon with us, right? In uh November? Yeah, I think so. Yes. So first we're going to Olympia now in a couple of weeks with Pure Blood. We have a booth over there. And then after that, I'll be in Vegas and then we're doing that. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, it's I can't wait. 20, 28th, right? Starts. Yeah, I think it's the 28th through the 30th. Um, yeah. I want to say that. I, I'm going to be up there. Uh, I got to meet. There's a whole bunch of group of people we got to meet up there for both Aura yeah. and some of the I'm other stuff. Yeah, I'm public speaking here. Yes, yes. Well, if you get like, you up I started manifesting the whole public speaking. And then only days later, we went to that event in Cali. And they asked me, hey, Max, you want to talk? And I'm like, oh, my God, it's already happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did great, too. I, I thought you did a fantastic job. I need a freestyle. I can't pre-plan and pre-practice things. I'm a like a freestyle, just go with the flow kind of person. So it's funny because like I can do podcasts and stuff. I can get up and just talk on stage. The mm -hmm. hardest speech I ever give gave was my TED mm -hmm. talk because I had to I had to memorize that 15 minute speech. 
and, and do it if word for word. That was by uh -huh. far the hardest talk I've ever done. It is. I don't, I'm not good at practicing things like that. No, even, even the night before, like it was late, I was late and I'm staring at the screen and I'm trying to memorize it even more. Cause it's just, yeah. I just, I can't, I can't retain word for word stuff very well. So, but yeah, no, it's it, talking like this is much easier. Yeah. I have, my grandfather had photographic memory and my aunt does too. And it's crazy. I definitely do not. <laughs> that would be, that would be handy. Like there's, so yeah. I watch, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Suits. But one of the guys in the show has an eidetic memory and he remembers everything. Yeah. And so I was like, that would be really handy. Yeah, right. Well, we got other skills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got we got the other stuff. So that's that that works out. That works out. So uh, what do you have coming up besides Olympia and uh, MJ Biz? You have anything in around anything else? Uh, what else do I got going on here? Well, I have a million projects all the time. I do so many things. I have a lot of I do products product content I'm a photographer I do a lot of product content and I have a lot of product shows coming up like for companies like paid advertisement stuff and then some traveling can you talk about, can you talk about any of the products you're taking pictures of oh it's just a, a lot of supplement companies I so I'm known for my crazy flavor content I would call it so like protein powders pre-workout stuff like that and I do this crazy flying food fruits type of style photography so I always, every time I go on a trip, everybody reaches out to book me. So I always joke about that. I was like, if I ever not have any work, all I need to do is go on a trip and they all come. It's like they know, like, she's busy. Let's call her now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's always, that's always how it is. Cause like, you know, I'll be going away and have four new patients call. I'm like, oh, we want to go through the, yeah. you know, we, we need to go through the intake now. And I'm like, I am leaving tomorrow. So yeah, yeah. no, I, f I feel you on that one. Um, then I'm just rebuilding and working on some new, uh, building out some new stuff for pure blood. I'm working on a new website. Uh, we're going to have more stuff coming, more apparel, more accessories, more everything. So it's always stuff going on. Yeah. I got to get, I, I, I remember talking about this earlier. I got to get one of those, uh, the black, the red writing on the black hat. Oh the, yeah. The, the new one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was Tony got one of those and I think he got the mm -hmm. last one and we were in yeah, uh, Cali. I just put it on so you, you can get it on the website. I just put them up now, but I want to start making more like unique items and not just like clothes, other stuff too. And yeah, a lot going on. And then I said, I also, I do my coaching. I said, I re renamed or rebranded myself a little while ago. So I call it the no bloat club. Yeah. So, cause that was, that was your thing for, for a long time. So walk, walk us through that a little bit. Cause I know a lot of women are having these type of issues. And so this would be well, a good thing for them to hear. Yeah. yeah. Bloat. I'd honestly, I had like really no problems up until it was, I, just, I basically just woke up one day and my stomach was so big and it hurt so bad. And I was on prep to compete. So I was like weighing my life, you know, eating the same things, like sleeping in a certain way. And I had not done anything different. And it just came out of the blue. And I guess it was like you told me at some point comes from trauma. I had some rough things going on in my life at that point. So suddenly I was got sensitive to all foods. I got allergic to spray tan. So I do the spray tans when I compete. I'd never had any issues with any of these things before. And it just it just hit me one day and it took a while to get figure out what was wrong. Cause obviously I went to regular doctors first and all they kept telling me was, Oh, you need antibiotics. And I said, hey, that's out of the question. I said, I am not taking medication. 
my mom has been sick 20 years due to medication. So I'm very much like that. I will not take a painkiller unless I'm dying. I will not touch anything. And I kept telling them, I just want to know what's wrong with me. Please help me figure out what, why this is happening. And, you know, obviously they had no answers for me. Doctor after doctor after doctor. Nobody knows anything. And they kept telling me the stupidest thing. I remember that the, there was one doctor I went to and they said, oh my God, you got to meet this doctor because she's actually a professional athlete. And I was like, you know what? That Maybe that's better at least. And she's like, yeah. Uh, you got to stop drinking protein shakes. And I was like, bitch, I haven't had a protein shake in 10 years. I had not had a protein shake in 10 years. I was like, you're just making stuff. You're just vomiting stuff out of your asshole right now. Excuse me. But yeah. I was like, you know, I can't. And then she told me to stop taking vitamins. That was the next next step. And I was like. Yeah, because your body doesn't need the chemistry. Yeah, that's 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 fine. Yeah. So like long story short, I found this holistic guy. In my, I lived in Miami then. I found this guy and he did all the food testing on me. And this, I was so bad. And we did food testing, like gut bacteria tests, stool tests. We did everything. And it cost me like an arm and a leg, basically. But I was desperate. And I think, unfortunately, like a lot of people, you need to hit rock bottom to realize that you have to actually do something. And that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm really trying to share information and help people before they get to that. But a lot of people these days, all they see is like, oh, I can't afford doing this test. Oh, so you can't afford spending like $500. Now you rather wait until you spend 20 grand like I did. It cost me yeah. $20,000 to do the, the testings and stuff because I was so bad. Uh, and I, and, but I, it's really difficult. If you haven't had an issue, you can't see it that way. And I hope, and I said, all I'm here for is to trying to tell people to make a small investment in your health now so that you don't have to give everything you have later when you are really sick. Well, and that's the thing is that you're going to spend a lot more later and the time between now and then yeah. you're going to feel like trash more and more yeah. and more. So yeah. the worst thing you spend, and this is, you know, I, I'm going to get help for this too, but spending money is one thing you can make more money when you give up your time when you spend your time you know, oh i'm gonna have five years of of feeling like trash why would you yeah. spend your life that way that's that's always been my thing so you know quality of life is a big push for me but that's a wellness thing so yeah. you know it is yeah. what it is i've always felt that way anyway because i if if somebody wastes my money you know it sucks but I'll get like, that's okay. But people wasting my time is the worst thing I know. That's why, especially like in business and whatnot, if somebody doesn't do things properly and waste my time, you're out. I'm not doing business with you. Like, yeah, that's simple. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of other things I could be doing with my time then, you know? Yeah. Because you're right. It's, time is worth more than, than money because you can always get more money. Yes. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> Thanks for coming on with us and kind of chatting. We, I do think we should do this more often. We'll, we'll have to do yeah. some live stuff from MJ. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, down there. but I mean, I'll come visit again too. We can do it uh, on on location as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll have to. I'll have to because 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 the mess up last time. I'll have to uh, take you to dinner. Okay. I, I feel I feel bad <laughs> no, about that. That's the thing that I say. Don't focus your energy on small things. You, I remember you told me, "Oh my God, the sound got messed up." I'm so sorry, and I said, "That's cool." Like, yeah. I was like, hmm, you know, we can redo it. It's not a big deal because it, it isn't a big deal because what am I going to do? Be mad at you for no reason. No, that's just an example of like, I don't, I don't really, there isn't really much that can annoy me or upset me. 
that is that is the one thing that I've, I've uh, there's one thing I really have noticed about you know, like stuff rolls off your back so easily. Like you put yourself yeah. into a into a mental place that's so mm-hmm. so po- positive that yeah. you recognize things happen that are unavoidable. So you're not going to yeah. have a negative emotional response to it. it, but you still have all your, your positive emotional response. Cause there's like, I've seen you happy all the time. So yeah. it, it that's one of the things that's, much all the time. that's what I mean. So that's why it's so much fun. That's why it's, it's so enjoyable to be around you because you're just, you're a positive person all the time. So, but like you said, you've worked 30 something years to put yourself in that yeah. position. I mean, lots I and lots of work. Practice definitely not always like so so when you when you coach i know you're doing the no bloat uh club thing but as when you coach how much of the coaching do you do is mentorship and mindset and stuff like that the majority so i said i used you i don't like calling myself a trainer or a nutritionist or anything like that because i am a trainer i'm i'm educated in all these things i'm certified in all of that and if you're my client yes you are going to get a training plan you are going to get a meal plan you're going to get all of these things but you can't you can train perfect and you can eat perfect, but if your mind isn't right and your gut is fucked up, it's not going to work. And it's actually thanks to a client years back. And I just, I'm so just working on a video. It's thanks to her that I changed everything because she was one of my clients that followed everything to the T. And then it turned out that she was in an abusive relationship. So instead of helping her with her training and, and diet, we just started talking and we were just talking and talking and she just needed to like get shit out there and then realize that I need to leave this, this relationship. And she did, and she is so happy. And now suddenly she looks incredible. Everything about like the weight came off, she's glowing. And it wasn't because she was training properly and it wasn't because she was eating wrong. It was just the mind wasn't there. Yeah, nothing looks better on anybody than happy. Like, yeah. You know, and when someone walks in the room and they're just like, mm-hmm. like bouncing, they're so happy. Like, yeah. It's always the person you want in the room. So, yeah. yeah. So like my, my training program, I always try to figure out, you know, everybody's routines are different. Like I like to do certain things at night and I do certain things in my car. You know, that might be different for everybody. So I always tell people like, be sure that you write down your gratitudes and be sure you have a certain night routine that would put you in a good state of mind before you fall asleep. And, you know, so it's more like that. I'm just helping them figure out what works for them, not to do what I do. Yeah. Because everybody's yeah. different, obviously. And that that's the big thing. It's like, you know, there is no diet for people. There is no, you know, thing that works for you mindset wise. There's nothing that, you know, so having a coach kind of walk you through some options and stuff like that has always been beneficial for for everything we've done since I, I do, I read yeah. a lot of different philosophy thinking and that type of thing. And that's helped kind of push me down where I needed to go. But yeah, yeah. it's, it's always, you know, I have lots of friends, Stuman's a buddy of mine. Uh, you know, I've got, I got four or five other, you know, Jesse was a good friend of mine uh, mm-hmm. that, that uh, as coaches, you know, whether it's a sales coach or a, or whether it's a business coach or whatever, this, all of it was personal development and it was, you know, changing yeah. how you think and, you know, where, where your, your mind is pointed that yeah. has the biggest influence. So I mean, it's and good that you're, sorry. I think a lot of fitness people, it's, it's so much about, that's why a lot of people are doing this automated program thing. You know, you can make a lot of money, but I just, somebody asked me why you're not doing this. I said, because I don't, 
like it. It doesn't help people. And I said, I'd rather have less clients and charge them more money and actually make a difference because as a coach, I'm not here to tell you, oh, you should train exactly like this or you should eat exactly like this and then you should exactly do this. I'm here to help figure it out with you what is going to work great for you. Because that's what a coach is. I'm help, I'm supposed to help you figure it out, not tell you exactly what to do. Because as a, every single person is unique. There is no one freaking program that's going to work for everybody. Yeah, and that's, that's always been my thing when people, you know, when I start working on people trying to clean their diets up a little bit, I always say, what foods do you like? And people are like, well, I'll just eat anything. You know, tell me what to eat. I'm like, no, that's not sustainable. If I don't know no. what you like, I don't know how to make this thing yeah. work for you. And so yeah. that's, that's, that's been a big piece of making everything work for that individual, because like yeah. you say, everybody has different you know allergies or drug things or, mm-hmm. you know, so you got to put them all together individually, trying to put everybody yeah. into one box has never worked. Yeah. Actually, one of my, my favorite fastest progressing clients right now, she's so like, she's just so great. So I, and I posted a transformation about her the other day and it's like a five week transformation and she looks incredible and her gut is like fucking happy and flat and she's super happy and everything. And, and then I had other clients asking me, oh my God, Max, why am I not making this progress? And I said, do you want what? Because I asked her because people say, oh, but I don't want to have a cheat meal. I can stick to this. I can stick to that. Cause I always ask my clients, what would you like to do? So I made her specific program is that she loves to go out for dinner with her husband every week. So so be freaking it. And then she also said, oh, my God, but, you know, I really like wine. I said, so have wine. But she has it on that day and she can have after, you know, certain guidelines, but she can have that wine that she loves and she can have that dinner that she loves and she can do it every single week. And it works freaking great. And she's so happy and everything just works so well. And then I have those other people that want to try to like, no, I'm not going to have a cheat meal and I'm not going to do that. And then they end up going over and like having a snack freaking several times a week. And then they're not telling me about it. And then I find out later that they had an extra snack and then they freaked out and then they did extra cardio. And then, you know, like the list. Yeah spiral of things and I used to be that person that would eat bad and then I would feel bad and go and do like two hours of cardio and these days like I don't really do cardio I'm an ectomorph I want to gain muscle and a lot of cardio is not good for me but long story short like when I eat bad now I don't feel bad about it I just let myself do it and I was like that's great extra fuel for my muscle I'm not going to go freak out and overtrain, and I'm just going to let myself do that and in that way I actually want to do it less so it's so funny because I on the cheat day stuff, I actually make all my people quit calling it that because I'm like, mm-hmm. I want you to earn it. It's a reward day. Yeah. Because the yeah. thing that the thing I've noticed is that when you say, look, I want you to earn this day and it's a reward, right. more yeah. people tell me that they can make it because they're they're looking forward to rewarding themselves. Because cheating yeah. is a negative term no matter how you use it. So telling yeah. you, you know, planning on cheating on yourself, planning on cheating on your diet doesn't yeah. build doesn't build that mind space that I like. So yeah. I always tell people it's your reward date. It's so funny because um, reward day. I like that. Yeah. Because my, well, my I, oldest I usually call it a treat day, actually. Treat 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 day is fine. It's just I th- psychologically I found that reward, you know, everyone understands yeah. that you have to that's earn a reward. So yeah. yeah, so that's it's you know, the same with as a bodybuilder, like I don't really call it bulk season, I call it building season. Yeah. You know, it's all, you know, whatever 
feels better and sounds better. So, so I will tell you from that one, just as a guy, and this might be a guy girl thing, but uh, I like bulk because like, it, it just relaxes my mind. It's like, oh, I can eat like my, my diet just went up massive, a whole big amount because I can eat anything else. So yeah. But um, the downside of that, about a quarter of the way through bulk, I was always like, I'm going to have to take this off sooner or later. <laughs> That's you know, always... I did, when I was in Texas now, I purposely, so usually I fly with my air fryer and I cook my own food and everything. So purposely, I was like, no, I'm going to be a regular person for a week, not bring anything. And I'm just going to figure it out and I'm going to eat out and do all these things. And I do. And then I immediately realize, take me two days to realize that I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it at all. It makes me feel so good and so happy when I can do my own food that yeah. I don't even want to do it. So I said every now and then I do it like that. And I was like, I don't even know how people live this way. I don't know. Well, it's funny because like, you know, because I run, since I run a 22 too. Sometimes I'll be out uh, with friends and we don't get to eat very well. So I just, I usually won't eat that day. And who were like, well, why don't you just eat something else? Because it's going to make me feel terrible the next day. Not, not yeah. that I broke my diet and I failed that type of thing. The chemicals yeah. that I'm going to yeah. put in my body are going to make me feel bad for a couple of days. And so yeah. I would rather just be, you know, slightly hungry than feel bad yeah. for two days. Yeah, I do that too. I get pain because I have arthritis in my whole body and typically I don't have any pain and then I eat bad things and then I start hurting. <sighs> or am I, and people say, I don't have any issues. Yeah, but you're 25. Wait, I had no issues until I turned like 35. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, and that's, that's always the thing. It's like, so, but that's, I tell people this all the time. If you're off a little bit long enough, it's going to destroy you. If you sail from Miami to Spain and you're off one degree, you're going to end up in a different country. So if you're 25 yeah. and you're let, you're doing all these things, the guys who are 30, 35 and 40 are telling you don't do, I did that. That messed me up. And you're like, well, yeah. I feel fine. Yeah. Cause yeah. you haven't, Ow. you haven't done it wrong long enough that your body hasn't worn down to, to nothing. And yep. so that's, that's the big thing. I try to, I try to tell these little, you know, the, the young kids, the 25 year olds that they're like, yeah. I can eat whatever I want. And I'm like, no, you can't. But then the same, how do you make them? Cause even if you say it, it's, I don't think it's not like they don't believe you, but they don't understand it. Well, because so, they haven't felt it. Well, and you know, that that's true. But a, a lot of times, even if they haven't felt it, the thing will, the one thing I will say, like everybody wants to throw negative stuff out about the, you know, the generations blow them. But the guys who are in the 20s and 30s right now, like they can, they are willing to change their mind if you give them research. Like I have never had anybody just like argue tooth and nail, and then you give them research and they're like, still no. Like they go, like I've had a lot of people go, oh, I didn't, I didn't have access to this, or they're like, oh, I didn't know yeah. this, and they're mm -hmm. like, all right, cool, now it makes sense, and I'm like, cool, and like they, they'll change their opinion. Like, but that's that's something I think that is very because guys my age, I st I have friends that are my age, I still give them research, and they're like, I don't care what you say. And I'm like, it's not me. It's it's four different types of research. And they're like, yeah. well, whatever. But the younger kids, I think, will are are getting to the point where they'll they'll take new information and easier. Mm -hmm. Well, I do a lot of talk about injury because I have a lot of injuries from the past, and I don't take any medication. I don't take any painkillers or anything. And I work out, and you know, thanks to my workout, like I maintain it really well in the way I eat. And I post about it a lot and people are always arguing, oh, that's a bunch of bullshit, you know, injury this and I have this injury and it doesn't work. And I was like, you know what? It's not like I'm, you know, you can look at all the pictures of all my injuries. It's not like I don't have them. I have them. And then you see me and I am always happy and I have no pain no, almost ever. And 
know, but it's always people arguing. <laughs> well, it's it's one of those making it all up. Yeah, did you try that thing? Did you did you, you know, no? I just know that doesn't work. How how do you know? Yeah, yeah. Like they that's how know. most of it is. So mm -hmm. yeah, but the 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 one funny thing, you know, like, and like I told you, like I mentioned earlier, this I thought just popped in my head about videos and stuff. Um, I know that not, like the, the the rough stuff doesn't get to you at all, but it was really fun because you you showed me that video of that girl who was excited to see you. Because oh, you're you're her sweet. leader, you're her yeah. mentor, and that was fun. Tell tell that story because I that was that was fun for me to watch you get happy about something that was like that. Yeah, I had a girl at this competition uh, in Dallas. Uh, I met her. You know, she was super excited, and we took pictures and everything. And then she posted on her Instagram later a video where she's almost a little teary in her eyes, and explaining you know how excited she was to. Um, so she was talking about me first. She was mentioning other people too, but she said she was, it was so exciting. And she was just so, just all over the place about, oh my God, I actually met them in real life. And, you know, it was amazing. And I messaged her and I said, you know what, that, the way you feel about that, that's how I feel about that video. I said, that is just the sweetest thing. I even get goosebumps just talking about it. It's the cutest thing ever. And like, that is why I keep doing what I do. Because to me, I said, I'm no different than her. I'm just another person. Like, I don't I don't see myself as being anything more special than anybody else. And I said, because I used to be her. And now she says that about me. And I was like, I am still that person in my mind. Well, it's funny because like, but you're also the end of the road, right? That's everybody's, you know, whether people want to talk about it or not, if you're, if you're willing to go to a show, you don't want to do a show. You want to win. And you want to win the whole damn thing. And so mm -hmm. for a lot of women, a lot of people who are just getting into this, like your, your journey is the one everybody wants. And so, yeah. you know, you're their, you're their inspiration. So it's, but it, it can is, happen it, to them too. They just, it have can. To yeah. Yeah. And that's, 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 I think the fun thing is, you know, cause a lot of times as, as, as people start to become champions and things like that, they, yeah. they recognize all the people who've been watching them the whole time and taking inspiration. It's kind of, it's kind of nice to see that when it, when it, when it finally starts breaking. So yeah. that's why it was so much fun for me to like talk to you about that video. Cause, cause that, we were at dinner when that video came out. What is that? Yeah. that it? I think, Oh, she, I might've showed it them because, Oh yeah, it probably was. Yeah. She because that's when you showed it to me. Up. Yeah, it was, but it's that, it was also a long journey and, you know how people there's always hate about things but people are thinking oh my god you know after somebody wins and there's a bunch of shit talk and whatnot and i also that people forget it i turned 38 years old soon it's not like it ha did that and then suddenly i achieved all of this and yeah. then yeah maybe my journey wasn't the actual competition a long time ago but i always had big goals for myself and i kept working every single day and that you know it can happen sooner in life or it can happen later but i also think no matter what age people are or whatever like it's never too late i said i i've even tell people like how old are you i'm like yeah i'm almost 40. <laughs> so, so there's and one more thing so there's one more thing i always ask all the my my professional female athletes especially um a lot of women regardless of what they look like start struggling with body dysmorphia and they think that, you know, sometimes they think they look at somebody like yourself and say, well, she's never had to deal with this. Like I'm dealing with this because she's perfect. So real quick, walk us through kind of your journey on, on your body dysmorphia stuff so that we can kind of 
maybe let other people know that the boat they're in is a lot bigger and a lot more fake than they think it is? Well, first of all, what is perfect anyway? Uh, I think that everyone's opinion on what is perfect is different. And I remember when I was younger, my dream in life was to look like a skinny supermodel. And I'm from Sweden and, you know, that's what we wanted to look like. So that's what I worked for back then. And then, but then I think that I, I achieved that. I achieved that super skinny. I mean, if people have seen my before pictures and I, when I was that skinny, I thought that was great. <laughs> but now when I look at it, I was like, holy shit, that's insane. And I wasn't happy and I wasn't healthy. And now I don't want to look like that at all. But that's what I want. And I think that will always change. And these days, I just want to get curvier and more muscular, because that's what I like now. And it's not only about what I like, but how I feel, I feel incredible. And I think back then I achieved that skinny look, but I wasn't feeling great. So I wasn't satisfied. And now I'm always going to work for something, but I'm very satisfied. And now I like when I'm lean, but I also like when I'm thicker, because I feel great. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, I think that always changes. And a lot of people, if you know anyone who's on social media a lot, you get a lot of weird comments. People saying, oh, my God, I don't understand why you look like that. There is no man that likes that. And then I'm just thinking, no, you don't like that. That's Correct. just your opinion. Everybody has a different opinion. And that's great. And that's perfect. And we should have different opinions because that just means there's something for everybody. Uh, but, and I said, the, if a person feels that way about me, that the way I look is just gross or whatever they think, well, we're not a match anyway. So why does it matter? It doesn't matter because I will never be with that person anyway. So I don't, I don't care. I don't care at all. And to me, it's more about as long as I'm, if I'm happy and I feel good, that's all that matters. So if I wake up in the morning or if I go out and eat shitty things and I feel bad, and I get very swollen and bloated, it's not so much what it looks like in the mirror that bothers me, it's the feeling that bothers me. Yeah, yeah. So that's well, why I don't really care about shredded season or off season or whatever. It's not that, it's about what I'm feeding myself and how I feel. You know, it's always funny when people say, you know, there's no man who likes that. If there's one thing I can <laughs> tell you about the, the male population, it doesn't matter how you look. There's a guy who that's his thing. If you can be really fat, yeah. that's some guy's thing. Really thinny, really skinny, some guy's thing. So that's the silliest thing I've ever heard is that there's going to be no guy who likes that thing. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's just stupid. But yeah, I hear that there's a lot. A lot of comments like that. But it's just it's always so interesting to me. And I'm just thinking, yeah, that's your opinion. And that's perfectly fine. You're entitled to have that. <laughs> Well, th thanks for coming on. I, I know it's it's kind of later where you guys are. So thanks so much for coming on and hanging out with us. Yeah. Um, I will see you for sure at MJ and we'll do some more live stuff there. So yeah, definitely. Awesome. Mm -hmm.